You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Our turn on the approach now. Shelby being tackled by Bronski Delight. Sure thing, Captain, right behind them. Mystery actor, Teddy Disco, the last one, couldn't miss a falcon. Bronski Delight being claimed on the outside by Sure Thing, Captain. Sure thing, Captain. And he'll score, sure thing, Captain. That was a trial recently that generated a bit of a talking point. Uh, that horse beating some very accomplished old arrivals there. Sure thing, Captain. We don't have to wait long to see it, about 45 minutes or so. Chris Barsby joins us. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Mm, let's hope the horse gets its chance and does everything right. We might see a, a promising type today without getting carried away at this stage. Sure thing, Captain. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to put the mock on uh, too early, but uh, this guy has created plenty of hype uh, just off that trial. Uh, he looked good winning that trial. There were some nice horses uh, amongst the beaten brigade. Sure, Teddy Disco certainly wasn't pushed out at any stage in that trial, but uh, he's only a two-year-old. He was up against proven performers, and he was able to score and score well. So he's expected to score fresh up today, and uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do thereafter. They are talking about Sydney. The Simpson Memorial comes up uh, late January, so there's a possibility that he may hit the road fairly soon in his career, but it's just going to be exciting to see him step out mm. today. I dare say the dollar twenty-eight. I wouldn't even be surprised, Chris. Uh, it starts a bit shorter than that. Uh, but greater minds than I will know. Ryan Spice and, of course, Darren Clayton's about to join us as well. Boys, good morning. Morning, gents. How are we today? Very well. Ryan? Yeah, morning, team. How are we? Very well. Sure thing, Captain. Uh, any thoughts, Ryan, at this stage, just off that trial? Yeah, Chris, love the trial. Thinks he looks very exciting, but the price uh, looks like it's short enough. OK, I want to ask a question to both of you. Darren, you, you can have first crack here. We've got a brilliant two-year-old race scheduled tomorrow night here at Albion Park. It's the highlight of the nine race program. It's race six. The Alderman Tools two-year-old pace. It's drawn together a very strong feel. If your thing captain was lining in that race tomorrow night or lining up in that race tomorrow night, how does he fare? I think he'd, he'd certainly quit himself well off the back of that trial, but um, I think they've definitely taken probably the more common-sense approach and, and just ease him into his career. You don't want to be going up against horses there that, um, uh, you know, at the moment there's are well established at this point in their career. Frankie Ferocious returning from a spell. We saw what he did. Outer Magicians, two from two. Aroda yet to win, but first up. And, and of course, Barella. Um, you know, he's every bit of, uh, as good as what his early trial form has suggested and, and really gone on with it. OK, Ryan, your thoughts? A sure thing captain stepped out tomorrow night in that very strong two-year-old race? Oh, Chris, I think he'd be very, very competitive. But I think Connections have pulled the right rein. Hopefully gone to a race where he'll break his maiden first up, give the horse some confidence, and away they go. OK. Just on that two-year-old race tomorrow night, I want to sort of dig a little deeper with that. A road is the key runner in many ways, half-brother to the current New Zealand sensation in a Cuda. Who starts favourite in this race tomorrow night, Ryan? I think Aroda will jump clear favourite, Chris. He's got gate speed. He comes out of some hot New Zealand races. Yeah, for mine, I think he starts very short. 
Okay, Darren, how do you assess this race tomorrow night? Who do you think will run favourite and who's the horse to beat? Yeah, well, I'm hoping Ryan's on the money there and that uh, a roader is short because I'm very keen on Varela to the point that uh, he's my best bet of the night. I'm, I'm really keen on him. I've liked this guy since he first stepped onto the trial track. Um, he's then gone on with it. His last start win, older horses, 2,100. Didn't bother him. He took it all in his stride, did what he had to do. Still ran pretty good time. I think this guy is one of uh, is going to furnish into a really smart three-year-old. And uh, Aroda, while he does have that hot form behind good horses in New Zealand, uh, he's still a maiden, and there might just be a few off the front line. They're actually prepared to, to have a little bit of a look at him early, and, and that's why I really like Barella. Okay, so Barilla, the half-brother to rock and roll too. And Connections are, are looking at that same race that Sure Thing Captain is eyeing off in Sydney, the Simpson Memorials. So this is a really good test, given the barrier draw tomorrow night as well. No luxury there, the outside of the second line. No, none at all. And, um, you know, uh, the fact that they're already looking at features with him. Um, I know Tim Butt sort of mentioned early on that he was he was shaping that way and, and he was really confident that he would furnish into a, a Derby-style proposition. So um, I guess winning that last race over 2,100 gives them that confidence that, um, you know, he's going to be able to take that next step. And like I said, that front line, there's a bit of speed there. You've got Older Magician, um, his two runs now, he's two from two, effectively won two maidens, but he gets a chance to have a look here. And Frankie Ferocious, I guess, is the interesting runner, comes into the race without a trial and, and draws pretty poorly out in seven. Ryan, do you think there'll be any sort of level support for Elder Magician or Frankie Ferocious? I think their barriers, to a certain extent, will take care of them market-wise. Uh, Aroda's got really good gate speed, so he's going to control it on the front end. Um, I think you'll get each way odds, both Ultra Magician and Frankie Ferocious, if you go looking. Okay, and Darren, just a couple of up-and-comers here in this race. Hasty bid looked good on debut, running second. They paid 100000 at the end of the yearling sales. My dad said shape really well and too low to run so far. And Bronsky the Lion, she's group one place this filly. She's fresh up here, coming out of that trial against Sure Thing Captain. How do you think they're going to measure up tomorrow night? I think Bronsky Delight um, probably be better served once she gets back to sort of her own sex early in the in the three-year-old season. Um, certainly got her share of ability and from a strong family. Um, does get the opportunity too to follow out on the back of a rotor so should settle pretty handy my dad said I, I liked his sort of effort first up and then runner up second time around and hasty bid he had trialed um pretty well hasty bid prior to that first up second comes out of that trial um you know he was well beaten there but um back to batuta ran quick time in that trial or, or home in 27-2 and hasty bid hit the line pretty well so um he gets the the nice tuck in from the gate you would expect from gate one so uh, he's certainly going to be thereabouts you would expect okay well that is a great race race six tomorrow night Seven fifty-nine start time You've gone early, Darren. Your best bet is race six, number 10, Barilla. Yeah, I'm really taken by this guy. Like I said, I've, I've liked what he's done right the way through. Um, his first up effort where he was placed first up, then came out the next week and did it easily. He's gone for a spell. His first up, he come back with a fourth when he resumed from that sort of bit of a let-up and gone bang, bang since. And um, there's nothing to suggest for me that this guy with that sort of added experience... Um, he doesn't really go on with it. Okay, so race six, number 10, the best bet. Anything else at that program tomorrow night? Take your fancy? 
Yeah, I was keen on Lilac Flash um, last week in that Redcliffe race, Chris, and just came up just a little bit short, probably just needed about another 10 to 15 metres in the race. Finds another race here tomorrow night in race one where there's going to be good early pressure. Um, it's 2100, which he loves. His last win, um, it's approaching two years now. Well, it will be in January, but he's d had very little racing in that time. He's only had eight starts this season. Again, like I said, there'll be tempo. He can get into the race. 2100, ideal. I think he can... And back to Veterans Company, that's the that's the big plus. He hasn't got back into Veterans Company for some time, so um, that all points to him for me to uh, to getting us off to a winning start. OK, that's race one, to, uh, number 12, Lilac Flash. Ryan, uh, any early thoughts on Albion Park tomorrow night? Uh, Chris, one for a bit of a multi-builder. Going to be nice and short, this fellow, but I can't see him being beaten. And that is race seven, number two, Targaryen. Whether he zips straight to the front or parks outside them, I think uh, just his sheer speed will get him home. So he'll be very short, but I think he will be winning. OK, that's race seven, number two, Targaryen. So nine races tomorrow night, starting at 5.23. We look forward to that good card, race six, the two-year-old event. Uh, right, I've got to ask, uh, tomorrow night, 12 Group 1 races coming through from Melton. What is the race on that card tomorrow night, in your opinion? I think there's two races, Chris, that are just going to be thrilling contests. Uh, the first is the four-year-old boys, where we see Better Eclipse, Major Moth, Act Now all take each other on. So I'm not really wiser about what the final result of the race will be but it's certainly going to be entertaining the fly in the ointment for me is captain belisario i think they're going to push the button on this horse and launch him early so it'll be interesting to see what happens there if they do that he can certainly get pulling in the run um i probably at this stage just slightly lean to major moth he seems to have come back super and is on a bit of an upward spiral and chris the other race that i'm really keen to see is the two-year-old Phillies event where we have Joyful with a really short price favourite see if she can uh, take a group one for connections How good do you think this filly is uh, Ryan? Like since she's joined Emma Stewart, uh, she's just been super, so does she dominate this final tomorrow night? I'm quite sure she does Chris, she definitely is I think uh, a bit of a certain leader um, she'll dictate on the front end she's without a doubt though from a betting perspective she is far, far, far too short. But uh, I think the interest from a betting perspective will be in the what horse is going to run second and third. She's, um, yeah, how good is she, Chris? I don't know. Mm. Well, four for four since joining the uh, all-conquering Emma Stewart stable. That leads me into another question, and I'll ask you both this. You go first, Ryan. How many winners does Emma Stewart prepare tomorrow night? Oh, jeez. Um... <laughs> Probably about half a dozen. Darren, you got any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I thought she might might nearly get seven or eight. There's a couple there, a few of the trot races where she's not... Uh, she doesn't have a, a runner in the last race, the uh, the four-year-old trotting mare, so I guess that brings it back to a 11 that she could possibly get. I think she's got at least one in every other race. Um, maybe one of the other trot races, the three-year-old trot, she doesn't have one in, I think. But other than that, geez, the the pacing division, she's she could go pretty close to clean sweeping it, and wouldn't, and that wouldn't be, um, you know, out of the ordinary in terms of the expectations of the horses she's got. She could quite easily win every single one of those. Mm. 
Brian, I'm keen to get your thoughts on race eight tomorrow night from Melton, the uh, three-year-old Colts and Gildings Vic Bridge Super Series final. A little bit of a Queensland uh, flavour here, just with catch away, because there's always been this hype and boom on this horse for Andy Gath. Uh, he won first up, looked really good last week. He was unplaced, running fifth. He comes up with a, a much better draw tomorrow night. They're looking towards the chariots. Who knows? He could even be a possibility for a race like the Rising Sun uh, during our carnival in July. How does he sort of measure up here tomorrow night from gate three? Chris, certainly the horse to beat. He is, without a doubt, I think the certain leader in the race. Even though he's a son of a gun, he's probably is a gazelle off the arm. He's probably just not as quick as Catch a Wave. There's two horses drawn to the inside that are moderate to good beginners. I can actually see both Catch a Wave and he's a son of a gun clearing. And without a doubt, Catch a Wave ends up in front. But if he's a son of a gun can jag his back, that's when he becomes a winning hope himself. But Catch a Wave's record bears out that he is a dominant leader. He's unbeaten in front. And I think he is the most likely winner of the race. Is he just a leader, though? Gee, he's got a few tricks, Chris. I think from a betting perspective, you only want to back him when you know he's going to be in front. Okay. So you're on board tomorrow night? Yeah, I am, but I'm certainly going to be backing He's a Son of a Gun to run top three. Okay. He's an interesting horse tomorrow night there, Darren, because, uh, as I said, there's a possibility that, you know, he could make his way to Queensland next year. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what catch away turns up tomorrow night. Yeah, certainly, because early on in, in, in his career, um, you know, he was the hype and boom, and it was leap to who before, you know, um, leap to fame actually came along. Everyone was spruiking Catch a Wave, and then Captain Ravishing came along, and, um, you know, not only did leap to fame put Catch a Wave um, back to the, you know, back to the back block, so did um, Ravishing. So Catch a Wave, he's probably gets his opportunity here to rebuild some of that boom and hype that he had and he always was one of those horses though that um, he hadn't furnished into the real deal he was still had lots of tricks and I still think he, he's still not there but if he ever does get fully there geez, he, he will be a super horse not that he's not already a, a very good horse in his own right but um, yeah it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what he can do there tomorrow night in a big race where he's going to um, you know he's going to need to step up okay Race four tomorrow night, two-year-old Colts and Geldings final. There's always interest in the two-year-old Colts and Geldings, hoping that there's a, a budding superstar ready to step out. A lost storm is going to start to clear favourite here, Ryan. Not going to be easy because of the barrier draw. So does he sort of put a, an exclamation mark against his uh, season with a victory tomorrow night? Chris, I think he does. He's just, he's just such a brilliant little tractable horse. Uh, the one horse I have a lot of time for in this race who I think is going to furnish into a, a sensational derby prospect next year is Perfect Class. He doesn't have brilliant gate speed. He will get crossed, but gee, he's got some bottom to him, this horse. Um, I think he can run a, a huge race and, and definitely get pretty close to the Lost Storm, but uh, I think the little fella will prevail. Okay, so going there, the lost storm there, race four, number 12. What about Tough Tilly? She doesn't have to deal with ladies in red tomorrow night, and she's going to start the favourite in the four-year-old mare's feature. Again, she's got to overcome a second-row draw, so can she get some Group 1 glory here? Yeah, Chris, she's definitely uh, going to jump a clear favourite and then the first pick in the race. She's going to have to earn it, though, parked outside 
an informed Doug's babe, but no ladies in red. Her record bears out that she's clearly the second best four-year-old mare going around. I think she can drill Doug's babe into submission and get the job done. Okay, so uh, firmly in the corner there of Tuck Tilly. It looks like she's going to have a big night again tomorrow night, Emma Stewart. Without a doubt, you'd uh, you'd love to be taking home their training percentage. Mm. How many runs has she got there, Darren? Have you done the sums there? Uh, I haven't, but it's. I think it was. I think it was somewhere around the twenty-eight mark. I think when I first had a look, I haven't wrote it down, but yeah, it's somewhere around that figure. It's a solid night, isn't it? It's a solid night. Well, okay, even... All those prices are available right now with Tab for those features coming through at Melton. Twelve races starting at uh, five twenty-nine local time. So it's a nice early start for those. Uh, big night uh, or big night uh, of racing at Melton tomorrow night so we look forward to that so just looking ahead to uh, Gloucester Park tonight we've got a, a good card of racing over there as per normal on the Friday night circuit we spoke with Matty Young yesterday as we do each and every Thursday he was at a bit of a loss as far as the free for all was concerned race number four tonight there's several that are getting geared up towards those uh, cup features the Fremantle and WA pacing cups he was leaning the way of minstrels so have you guys got any thoughts on that free-for-all tonight, race four at Gloucester Park? Um, to be honest, Chris, I haven't, uh, I haven't had a look at that. I've been pretty taken by that um, by that Mel Melton card. Um, yeah, I, I think Minstrel, the way he's been going, but, yeah, I, I couldn't offer a, a definitive way one way or the other at the moment. OK, Ryan, any early thoughts? No, Chris, WA is not my cup of tea, so I have nothing to offer, mate. <laughs> It's the place to be. It's the place to be. Yeah. So what is your best bet at Melton tomorrow night? How do we attack this group one night where there is going to be a lot of shorties? So what's the best way to play it tomorrow night if you're, um, you know, listening and keen to have a bet there tomorrow night? How do we go about it? Um, a little multi, I think, that you could build is perfect class, the place, at $1.30. Doug's Babe, the place, at $1.20. She's a guaranteed leader there. Uh, Major Moth to place at $1.30 and you can run that into one in the trotting feature is race 10 and the bottom one Plymouth Chubb if he does everything right he'll run top three and he's at even money so it comes out to about $4 uh, for the place multi of all four runners Okay so that's the, uh, the four legger multi for tomorrow night uh, Darren if you had 20 bucks and you were Playing a multi tomorrow night at Melton. How would you play it? Yeah, I'd I'd be going uh, catch a wave uh, all up into what's the the tough Tilly. You talk about how good she is, and you know she's had to run into a horse like Ladies in Red. It's a bit forgotten. Like you, she's won, had thirty races, won fifteen of those, and I banked over five hundred thousand dollars. Yet she's not the top four-year-old mare. I don't think there'd ever be a four-year-old mare that's won that much money and not be the be the top of the tree in Australia previously. So um, she's pretty amazing. So if, if I think we'll just go nice and short there, catch a wave into Tough Tilly and, and just bank the interest. Okay. There is Queensland interest at that meeting tomorrow night. Uh, Shannon Price, who's got short thing captain in this first race here at Albion Park today, she's recently purchased Hide and Seek, who goes around in race two up against the locomotive who's been brilliant all season long. Ryan, is Hide and Seek a legitimate winning hope here tomorrow night? Oh, absolutely, Chris. I think he's the one to beat with the front line draw. 
Okay. Keen on him hide and seek, eh? A locomotive, a second row drawer, is that just, you know, putting the, uh, the brakes on there a little bit? My opinion of the locomotive, Chris, is that he's a absolute professional, but I'm not sure that he's absolute top shelf. So um, while he seems to do everything he can write in his races, you know, he's, he's very good. He's very classy, but I don't think he's that upper echelon of, of trotters, so to speak. So I think he is very beatable. Okay. Darren, any thoughts there? Do you think Hyde and Zeke can win? I think he can certainly win off the gate. Um, you know, his two wins prior to tomorrow night have both had been full of merit. Uh, the locomotive, of, um, you know, these two-year-old trotting Colts and Geldings and the Phillies, for that matter, um, they can fluctuate pretty pretty wildly. Um, you know, there'll be one that jumps out of the ground and will really step up as a three-year-old, and it'll be interesting if the locomotive can do that. The other Queensland interest there too, Chris, um, Norm Jenkin, based on the Gold Coast, had a lot of great trotters with Kate and Andy Gath. He's got Central Otago in the um, the four-year-old trotting entires and Geldings farm. Probably a, a place opportunity at best in that race. Yeah, that, that looks a fairly interesting race, given that the favourites draw on the inside of the second row there, Aldebaran Zeus. So is, is he a little bit of a, a risk tomorrow night, Ryan, from the draw, Aldebaran Zeus? Yeah, Chris, I think the, the draw is going to, you know, if uh, Luxley Lover heads up, uh, he could be in all sorts. Three pegs. Alfred might need to weave some magic and get off the pegs there. Great race. Don't care. Luxley Lover. Older Baron Zeus. And you throw in a, a rogue gentleman as well. It's um, it's going to be a super contest. Mm. A lot of good races there tomorrow night. So it's going to be very interesting. We've been asking this question uh, a fair bit in recent times. So tomorrow night is the last uh, day of the season for 2022. Who are the three finalists for the Australian Harness Horse of the Year? Uh, I'll jump in first there. Um, Leap to Fame, Ladies in Red, and King of Swing. Okay. Ryan? Chris, I think Darren's uh, hit the nail on the head there. I, I can't suggest uh, an alternative trio. Okay. Uh as far as that trio is concerned then, who, who takes the top award? I'd like to see Leap to Fame win it. I think, uh, I sort of mentioned this before, Chris, I think King of Swing, his deeds are sort of a little bit forgotten about the fact that all his racing was so early in the season. Um, but the fact that he won the Hunter Cup the, and the Miracle Mile, um, you know, two, two very big races. So... Um, He's he's going to be probably get it by virtue of being an older horse. I think there's a little bit of a um, a knock perhaps on giving it to a younger horse, and the fact that um, maybe Leap to Fame hasn't, while he's won three derbies across the the three eastern states, um, there might be just some unwarranted sort of speculation that outside of that he hasn't won sort of any other of the big races. But for me, they're all big enough, and I think he should be crowned the title. Whether he is, is another matter. Okay. Ryan? Chris, yeah, I lean the same way as Darren. I'd love to see Leap to Fame be crowned uh, the champion Australian Horse of the Year. But, yeah, I do perhaps lean to the deeds of um, the Grand Circuit Horse, um, King of Swing, just prevailing because of the elite level that he's won at. Yep. Okay. Well, that's going to be interesting, and we'll know more in the coming weeks.
just uh, with this meeting today here, we've got 10 races. Our first race coming through at about 18 minutes' time. We've got this shorty in the first. What's your best bet at the program here today, Darren? Yeah, I thought um, there's a bit of value to be had perhaps later in the card. And um, that sure thing, Captain, it'll be interesting to see how he goes around. But um, I thought, you know price may not be great but race five number seven speed dating i think she gets an opportunity to bounce back into winning form um and i thought race eight number one october racketeer he's been waiting for a gate and just conditions to prevail i thought today might be his opportunity so we're going five seven speed dating and eight one october racketeer ryan any early thoughts today uh, Chris, I'm keen to wait, be patient, and hopefully there might be a little drift with Slip the Hundy in race seven. So that's race seven, number nine. Okay. How good do you think this guy might be? Is he the type that's going to roar through his grades and get to open class quickly, or how do you sort of line him up? Yeah, I think so, Chris. He's got all the weapons, gate speed, he can sit off them. Yeah, really like him. Narissa McMullen's doing a super job with this horse. I think he will get to come winter carnival time next year. He'll be in the bigger and better races. Okay, Darren, your thoughts on Slip the Hundy? Yeah, um, I didn't listen to your interview yesterday, Chris, so not sure the reasoning why he sort of came back and only had the one start, but that was an impressive one start win that he did have in that uh, after the thing. Uh, Winter Carnival where he was a good second in the Rising Sun Consolation behind Better Isolate so um, yeah he, like like Ryan said he's he's versatile he can run it hard out in front or he can come off the speed so uh, I'm really keen to see where he can get to I think he's a very nice horse in the making. Yeah, he looks exciting that's for sure and certain slip the hundred. Speaking of Better Isolate Ryan is there any update on him what are we targeting Better Isolate for? Uh, Chris, Matty Craven's got big plans to head to Menangle in February and target the Miracle Mile qualifiers. And uh, fingers crossed, he might end up in one of the big dances. Ooh, that's exciting. Going straight for the top here. Yes, yes. It's uh, certainly maybe biting off more than we can chew, but we'll wait and see. Well, he does fly on that big track. There's no doubt about it. And Darren, is there any push for Rockhammer today in race two? Yeah, well, the uh, the market has certainly supported him. He was pretty good last week, first up in Queensland. He'll take added benefit from that race. Um, not perhaps targeting as big a features as that. Uh, I did tongue-in-cheek suggest before he'd won his maiden that uh, he was a potential Eureka horse next year, but uh, haven't generated any interest on that sale. <laughs> there you go. Hey, one final one, uh, more so for you, Ryan. Um, Darren and I spoke with Jerome Ewenberg earlier in the week about his new app, Sulky app. Um, have you had a chance to have a look at it? How do you uh, see it if you have had a chance to look at it? Chris, I've had a really brief look at the website. Um, it looks really quite user-friendly, so I can't wait to sink my teeth into it. And uh, any tool that's available that can help steer you into a winner easily, that uh, sounds like music to my ears. Yeah, absolutely. Darren, have you kept following it over the last couple of days? Yeah, there's a couple of winners that have been uh, well rated out of it. I saw there was one at Bathurst on Wednesday night that was around about the, the 10 to 1 mark. And then uh, there was another one at Redcliffe on Wednesday night as well. And then yesterday at Penrith, I think there was a, another big price winner that uh, under the, the different um, filters you can use make um, that suggest 
they're the horse to play. So um, it's certainly off and running, and it's generating um, you know a bit of interest on social media. That's for sure. And yeah, like Ryan says, anything that's going to help you along the way, and um, it's all about that end result. Doesn't matter how you get there. Yep, indeed. So you can check it out and go uh, via the social media circuit or the uh, website, Jerome uh, Outline, sulky.app, and you'll be able to find your way uh, to the website. So it's well worth checking out. Guys, really appreciate the time. Best of luck across the weekend, and we'll chat next week. We're fresh into a new year. It's going to be a big year, 2023. So I'm keen to get your thoughts on some of those bigger races, but we'll hold off until next week and see what we can come up with. Sounds good, Chris. Thanks.